So this is the Law of One, Session 6. This was um, spoken and occurred January 24, 1981, so almost exactly 33 years to the day. And <clears throat> this is the first long session uh, of the contact. It's actually 29 um, different statements made by Ra. And you can see that they're getting into the groove and the um, the contact, the strength of the of the communication, the the line of communication is greater than before. That's why it could go on longer. And Don is also understanding Ra better <clears throat> and um, getting a, a lay of the land in terms of the big picture that Ra is presenting and the different areas. So in this session. Uh, there'll be some discussion about healing. This is the final <clears throat> introductory comment about healing, 6.1, about um, the spirit complex, healing of the healing and balance of the spirit complex. So there's mind, body, spirit. These are three distinct um, portions of the human being, body, mind, spirit, uh, that are handled sequentially, um, mainly, sequentially, one after another, in in the process of uh, initiation. <clears throat> in the initiation process, the first stage is healing and balance. And so that's the, the combination, healing and balance. Healing leads to balance, and healing is um, done first with mind, then with body, then with spirit, although there's interaction uh, among the three all the time with each stage. Uh, Ra will talk about the third area. Then there'll be some discussion of the Ra contact itself and some guidelines in terms of who to bring into the room, things like that. And then uh, many questions on Earth history and Ra's history on Earth. More about Ra, <clears throat> a little bit about Council of Saturn and uh, Maldek, the other planet, another planet in the solar system from which souls came to Earth and then something about harvest, and then lots of discussion of of harvest and uh, UFOs. So there's a lot in this session. Uh, 6.0, Ra greets, makes the initial greeting. I greet you in the love and the light of the infinite creator. I communicate now. <clears throat> and so Don at 6.1 asks to continue the material from yesterday. So you can see that this session was done the day after, session five. And <clears throat> Ra explains the third area. We proceed now, this is Ra, quote, we proceed now with the third area of teach learning concerning the development of the energy powers of healing. And so development of the energy powers of healing equals... Uh, healing and balance and initiation. <clears throat> healing is very much the work of resolving second and third chakra blockages. Balance is very much the work of developing uh, equally and in coordination uh, fourth and fifth chakras. And initiation is very much the work of integrating the previous healing and balance, or the first five chakras, with the head chakras six and seven. And that whole work <clears throat> from from lower chakras to higher, which is really not done exactly, you know, one by one by one, but uh, by uh, portions, stages um, of focus. First, we're focusing on issues of the lower chakras, and as we do that, we're developing uh, the fourth and fifth, because the healing of two and three is very much involved with development of four and five. <clears throat> meaning the healing of second, third chakra blockages is very much uh, accomplished with the development and balance of, of fourth and fifth centers. And then we go into the head centers and it's all coordinated with spirit. That is the development of the energy powers of healing. <laughs> okay, The energy system of, of us that allows us to be a healer. So the third area is the spiritual complex which embodies the fields of force and consciousness, which are the least distorted of your mind-body-spirit complex. 
The exploration and balancing of the spirit complex is indeed the longest and most subtle part of your learned teaching. We have considered the mind as a tree. The mind controls the body. With the mind single-pointed, balanced, and aware, the body comfortable in whatever biases and distortions make it appropriately balanced for that instrument, the instrument is then ready to proceed with the great work. <clears throat> and this is very much like the um, preparation or foundations in meditation. The mind single-pointed, focused on something, like the breath, uh, balanced, uh, meaning open heart and clearer mind, not caught in some emotionality or some uh, pattern, you know, some circular patterns of thinking. The body comfortable in whatever biases and distortions make it balanced for that person, meaning that we know how to uh, bring our body into um, harmony with mind. And so we've taken care of illness and we've eaten and slept enough and uh, um, made the body satisfied in whatever its own requirements are for ourselves. Each person is different. And so that would be the position of, of having the body settled in meditation. And then uh, the, the great work begins, or the greater work, which is the work in the head centers. And so this is the longest and most subtle part of the healing balance initiation process. Longest and most subtle is the working on spirit. And this is uh, what many modern New Age folks don't understand, is that <clears throat> the initiates of Egypt were not simply um, doing exotic magical energy practices. They were also looking at their emotional biases and looking at the quality, their quality of being in relationships. That's the work of uh, healing and balance and the first five chakras, one, two, three, four, five, uh, mainly two, three, and four, five, right? So the second chakra is very much involved in the personal, uh, our feeling about ourself. The third chakra is very much involved in the interpersonal, my relations to the group and my orientation interpersonally, whether I'm a, a force for good or ill, positive or negative path. And the fourth and fifth chakras begin the transpersonal, uh, the quality of reception and the quality of expression, the quality of, of feeling, receiving, understanding, heart chakra, four, versus the quality of uh, knowing and expressing and uh, clarifying uh, patterns, which is fifth chakra. So that's incoming and outgoing in some sense. And the... Uh, the work of one, two, three, four, five is always preparatory to the higher work, which is more exotic. <clears throat> and um, there are many, many, many people these days who want to get involved in the higher work who haven't finished the lower work and end up bringing their personal distortions into their spiritual activity and then making trouble. So, what is the great work? Ra goes on, that is the work of wind and fire. And so you know we have earth and air, earth and water, and wind and fire, air and fire. These are the two higher elements. The spiritual body, energy field, is a pathway or channel. When mind or body and mind are receptive and open, then the spirit can become a functioning shuttle or communicator from the entity's individual energy of will upwards and the streamings of creative fire and wind downwards. Now we're getting esoteric. So what is the work of wind and fire? The work of wind and fire is working with the higher elements as they pertain to our being, right? The four elements, earth, water, fire, air. Uh, fire is very much associated with um, transformation, and sublimation, the, the transit from material to non-material, right? You burn something and it becomes gaseous. Uh, the essential nature of fire actually is um, transubstantiation to 
bring something from one state to another from a more physical material to a less physical or immaterial condition. And then <clears throat> wind is what you get on the other side, which is basically um, immateriality, uh, ether, non-physical energy streams. So the spiritual body, the spiritual body energy field, which means there's the physical body, you know, there's mind, body, spirit. So in that understanding of what we are, mind, body, spirit, there's a mind body and a body body, or a physical body, and a spirit body. So that's why Ra says spiritual body energy field. This is associated with the sixth and seventh chakras in the head, again. And <clears throat> particularly, uh, a pathway or channel is the relationship between sixth and seventh chakras, which is basically the link between the highest um, personal related center, sixth chakra, highest related to the sense, any sense of a, of a me, right? The seven chakras uh, are capped by the seventh chakra, obviously, but the highest level uh, of any selfhood is sixth chakra. And so sixth chakra or sixth dimension is considered unified self. The lower chakra conditions or understanding of self is a dualistic self, non-unified self, a complex self. So complex is the condition of awareness of duality, me and you, more and less, greater and more, greater and lesser, uh, right and wrong, positive and negative, time and space, past, present, future, here and there. All of those designations come from dualistic consciousness associated with a complex self, the sense of a complex self. In sixth chakra, sixth density, uh, one achieves the unified self. Then, as Ra said, the paradoxes are resolved and there's no more complexity. So the, uh, the pathway or channel that Ra is talking about which is in or of, you know, it's not in exactly the spiritual body or the spiritual energy field. It is the spiritual energy field. The spiritual body or the spirit complex energy field itself is a pathway. And that's very subtle. So the, the aura of the head, the light around the head, the halo of the head, in a sense, can be, it's not, that's a represent, artistic representation, that's not exactly what the spirit body energy field looks like, but it's akin. But that halo, uh, or the, uh, the globe of light of the head, the globe of light of the head chakras, itself, metaphysically, is a pathway. And it's a transducer. So there's, a, there's um, access to infinity and then a stepping down from seventh to six, which is from intelligent infinity to in intelligent energy. And so that's why Ross talking about the channel, and it's very much the relation between sixth and seventh chakras. And so when body and mind are receptive and open, and that's the work of healing and balance, making body-mind fully receptive and open, transparent, in fact. When body-mind are receptive and open, then the spirit can become a functioning shuttle or communicator from the entity's individual energy of will upwards, which is really 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and the streamings of creative fire and wind downwards, which is from 7. <clears throat> the healing ability, like all other, what this instrument would call paranormal abilities, is affected by the opening of a pathway or shuttle into intelligent divinity, seventh ray. There are many upon your plane who have a random hole or gateway in their spirit energy field, sometimes created by the ingestion of chemicals such as LSD, who are able, randomly and without control, to tap into energy sources. They may or may not be entities who wish to serve. The purpose of carefully and consciously opening this channel is to serve in a more dependable way in a more commonplace or usual way, as seen by the distortion complex of the healer. To others, they may appear to be miracles. 
to the one who has carefully opened the door to intelligent infinity, this is ordinary, this is commonplace, this is as it should be. The life experience becomes somewhat transformed, and the great work goes on. And so, and they conclude and say, at this time, we feel these exercises are sufficient for your beginning, or suffice for your beginning. These are not even exercises, they just gave an introduction to the exercises. We will, at a future time, when you feel you have accomplished that which is set before you, begin to guide you into a more precise understanding of the functions and uses of this gateway in the experience of healing. And so, uh, the three realm, the three areas of the self-development, of self-development are required to be the, to become a true healer. It begins with mind and moves through body, which is really um, not only physical body, but the energy, energy uh, backbone to the physical body, the etheric, <clears throat> and then the gateway activation or the shuttle um, connector between six and seven. So again, if we want to see it in a, in a linear way, <clears throat> we can understand that work on mind, which is the essential work of healing and balance, is uh, basically progresses through second, third, fourth, and fifth chakras. Uh, the, that which needs healing is second and third. That which does the healing by balancing is development of four and five. Now, that's not that's that's even before the direct working on body. The direct working on body is both physical and non-physical, and so there's making your body comfortable, which is knowing how you know the the proper discipline or control of body with love and wisdom. It's not it's not dominance control. It's the control of regulation, and so we talked about this before. That is the first step of body working, which comes after the mind healing and balance, but the later stages of working on body is actually working on six chakra itself. <clears throat> the, 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 um, the condition of the etheric body, which is associated with six chakra. So then, starting with the work on mind, we go into the work on body. By that, we're clearing second and third centers and developing in balance fourth and fifth, love, wisdom. By that, mind is substantially healed or pacified or quelled or in peace. By that, we can do the deeper work on body and the energy body or the etheric body that substands the physical, which is really working on six chakra. By that, one, two, three, four, five, six are well developed. And then we go to the spirit complex work, which is mainly the shuttle activation of six to seven. And that's the light in the head, akin to the halo. And um, Ra is explaining the paranormal abilities <clears throat> uh, are the result of some type of opening of a pathway, a random hole or gateway, which is interesting. Uh, the spirit energy field is uh, a barrier and a gateway. It's a, um, it's a membrane... It's also the it has the quality of allowing interface between the infinite and the personal spiritual field, and so a random hole or gateway, a pathway or shuttle into intelligent infinity. Uh, Ross said that LSD and chemicals, psychedelics can do that for sure, but this is a random and uncontrolled opening, and some people, of course, uh, become schizophrenic by taking such drugs, so one should be careful. Uh, and then, of course, people who take those drugs and open those pathways or makes a hole in their uh, spirit complex energy field or shuttle that system up in the head um, may not be service to other. And they also may have very severe blockages in second and third. That's why people have, um, you know, have become psychotic sometimes from tripping. LSD and things like that, they don't come back because they had such extreme lower second, third chakra blockages that uh, what is um, the, the distortions of the lower centers 
uh, create um, distortions in the um, the imagery created, the imagery and the uh, personal reactions to the activation of the spirit complex, or to the uh, content. You know, it's basically like uh, if if you try to um, send energy or send water through a tube, if that tube is gunked up, then uh, what comes out the other side is not a pure stream, but a diffraction and um, further distortion of the, uh, the quality of the stream that came in. And so <clears throat> uh, we see some people who, who many people, who've taken psychedelics, uh, who have some greater insight into creation, but they themselves still have serious distortions. Uh, and Ra is saying, uh, the purpose of this training in mind, body, spirit, healing, balance, initiation, is um, to consciously and carefully open the channel uh, so that we're, we are more balanced and also so that service can be dependable and reliable and stable. It's the stabilizing of our capacity to serve by this extended training so that the work in the spirit complex is not done before uh, work in personal healing is finished. Personal healing and relations of mind-body are taken care of and well done first. Then the person goes into the esoteric and the magical. And that's the way it should be done. And that's the way it used to be done, uh, but things got kind of messed up along the way, and then today you have psychedelics, and uh, people don't know anything about um, this training. And they think that psychedelics are some kind of fast path to enlightenment. Uh, no, not really. But they can be useful. So it depends on who's using. Uh, the key is that uh, there, there's a normalization or a grounding of these very magical, miraculous qualities for the person who's gone through the full training. And so then the person can, like Jesus, Yeshua, right? Um, certainly was not seen as commonplace or usual fellow, but uh, he simply was able to do what he could do. It wasn't a big deal for him. So life experience becomes somewhat transformed and the great work goes on. So anyway, we'll get more into this later. Uh, and you can see that it's, it's a major undertaking, the development of the energy powers of healing or healing, balance, and initiation, mind, body, spirit. So, uh, 6.2, Don asks about a man named Tom Flaherty. If he can attend, <clears throat> if he can attend one of the communication sessions tomorrow, and Ross said that he's acceptable, uh, and, but Ross says, we caution you to carefully instruct this entity in the frame of mind and various appurtenances which it must understand before it is conducted into the circle. Because this was a very sensitive um, s contact, and Ra once said something, uh, the, the, some kind of great power balanced on a snowflake, um, as to describe the nature of this contact with the LNL group. <clears throat> being a narrow band transmission, you know, six density energetics is really, really different <laughs> from the energy dynamics of us in in three D body, and the the conditions of mind are really, really different. And to maintain a stable line uh, or a stable synchronization between the very, very fine vibratory condition of six density and the um, much less fine, very crude, actually, vibratory conditions of 3D body, 3D mind coming through Carla, through anybody in this dimension, uh, that synchronization is a very uh, big deal and not easy. 
And that's why there haven't been contacts like this before. And um, that's why it's called narrow band transmission. And so it was not allowable that just any old person could sit in the room with them. And the rituals were important. And the preparation and the items around Carla in the room were important to help the group um, move towards the precision of uh, care and sensitivity or sensitization required to keep the contact. And so Ra was actually, he says in 6.3, I was referring to the symbolic objects which trigger this instrument's distortions towards love light, the placement and loving acceptance of them by all, meaning all in the room, uh, is important. Therefore, the impertinences involved must be described in their presence explained in your own words of teach learning, your own teaching, for you to have the proper attitude for the required results, meaning explaining it to this person who was going to sit in the room with them. Later, they stopped and didn't have anybody sit in the room. I think only a few times they had a couple of people come in. You know, again, this was just the early days of the contact. This is session six of 106, and they were just trying to figure out how to do it and learning along the way, and who can we bring and who should we not bring, and what about that? Eventually, they didn't have anyone, just the three, Don, Jim, Carla, and everybody had their own work. Don was asking the questions and making sure that Carla was in, in good shape. Carla had offered herself and was the channel or instrument, and Don was sitting there doing meditation, sending streaming love light um, fully, very deeply, for the whole session. So they all were essential, uh, but really nobody else was needed. So, uh, and again, the reference to the appurtenances or the stuff, the Bible, the candle, the chalice of water, the censer for incense, all of this measured very carefully um, was for uh, <clears throat> to trigger the Carla's own um, mind conditions uh, towards uh, preparation or poor preparation, basically for her to uh, to have a vision of of the holy, the sacred for her to be in the mind of the sacred and holy um, in the in the working, in the room, before she went out of consciousness. 6.4, a um, <clears throat> uh, question about Ra's work on Earth and Ra's history. Don says, It seems to me that it might be an appropriate time to include a little more historical background of yourself possibly information having to do with where you came from prior to, prior to involvement with planet Earth, if that's possible. And that's good because we really need to know more about Ra uh, to see uh, you know, the history behind this, the teacher. So Ra says, I am, with the social memory complex of which I am a part, one of those who voyaged outward from another planet within your own solar system as this entity would call it, and again, that's the, the our sun and the planets. Ra later used the term galaxy to refer to solar system. The planetary influence was that you call Venus. We are a race old in your measures. When we were, when we were at the sixth dimension, our physical beings were what you would call golden. We were tall and somewhat delicate. Our physical body complex covering which you call the integument, meaning skin, had a golden luster, golden skin, golden hued. In this form, we decided to come among your peoples. Your peoples at that time were much unlike us in physical appearance, as you might call it. We thus did not mix well with the population and were obviously other than they. Thus, our visit was relatively short. For we found ourselves in the hypocritical position of being acclaimed as other than your other selves. This was the time during which we built the structures of which you show interest. Uh, I'm not sure if this is the contact with Atlantis or the contact in Egypt, but it may well be the contact in Egypt uh, because he's talking about building the pyramid. Now, 
it's useful to see my uh, ET and Earth contact brief history timeline. Uh, you might want to study that at some point, or there's a PDF that's available on, on my uh, blog site. And you can see that Ra made multiple contacts, and the Confederation had multiple contacts with humanity. Uh, we'll get into that more later. I'd like to try to get some more some more coverage here of six, session six because it's a long one. Basically, Ra is from Venus long, long ago, actually two billion, B with a billion, billion with a B. Two billion years ago, they were in 3D on Venus. They were extremely harmonious. Uh, they uh, are now pretty much uh, out of form, meaning they don't have any native body other than light now, not even a form of a golden light body, uh, but but universal or boundless light. That's their state of being now. So they don't have a physical body or universal or the you know the octave the <laughs> the love light uh, that is universal boundless light. That's the only body they have now. Uh, but they. In Ven on Venus had a, a different kind of body, and they basically went from third density, I imagine, through sixth density on Venus, which is very interesting. And that was long, long before 75,000 years ago. So, when it's interesting, they say, past tense, when we were at the sixth dimension, meaning now they're perhaps a little bit at a higher position in sixth density, they're in sixth density, but um, in a more formless, um, higher uh, plane. Their physical bodies were golden, tall, delicate, and what happened was they came down among the, uh, you know, gorilla men of the day, and uh, people didn't look, you know, so the humans are short and squat and hairy, and the ooga booga, and then these kind of golden, tall, majestic, um, radiant beings come among them. Obviously, they would be treated like gods, and um, there are many you know, indigenous accounts of things like that. So I'm not sure if this was Egypt or Atlantis, but they said, you know, they found themselves in the hypocritical position of being acclaimed as other than other self, meaning as better than the humans who were perceiving them, not as another self, meaning I am you know, Imlakesh, I am another you. Uh, understanding of unity, uh, rather than being seen as uh, brothers and sisters of the one life, uh, our universal brothers and sisters, uh, Earth humanity saw them as gods or as um, separate, fundamentally separate, and um, not of one heart, not of one life. And that's just the normal way humans on Earth perceive anybody. So uh, they then, and that around that time, they built some of the many pyramids, which we'll talk, we talked about a little before. Don's asking, "How did you journey from Venus to Earth?" We used thought. I said, "We used thought." And so the higher extraterrestrial groups, fifth density, sixth density. Travel by thought. They don't need craft, but they may manifest a craft. For because if they didn't manifest a craft, you wouldn't see anything. And there's also some magical value to uh, manifesting a, a form around their consciousness, like a craft. But that form, or the UFO, sometimes is not obviously a material. Uh, it looks like material, and it even has substance. Uh, but the higher extraterrestrials of Confederation, 5th and 6th density, uh, make those craft as a thought form, either for us to see or uh, for some purpose other than, you know, just our perception, or for the magical value of enclosing their consciousness or, or being a, a temporary kind of body or vehicle for, for activity or movement. So that's very esoteric also. But they basically use thought, and this is the way higher extraterrestrials do it. They don't need material building. 
uh, 6.6, would it be possible to take one of the people at that time from our planet and place him on Venus? Would he survive? Um, and Ross said, the third density conditions are not hospitable to the life forms of your peoples. So if you bring your physical body to Venus in 3D, you won't be able to live. But, Ross says, the fifth and sixth dimensions of that planetary sphere are quite conducive to growing, learning, teaching. Now, does that mean that you could take a person in their 3D body and bring him to the fifth and sixth dimensions of Venus and he'll be fine? I don't know. I can't imagine, but anything's possible. Uh, but surely there is um, civilization on Venus now in the fifth and sixth dimensional uh, planes of the planet. There are extraterrestrial groups on Venus now that are fifth and sixth density positive. 6.7. How were you able to make the transition from Venus, I assume sixth density, sixth dimension, wouldn't that be invisible when you reached here? Did you have to change your dimensions to walk on Earth? How how does that happen? And Ross says, you will remember the exercise of the wind. Uh, The dissolution into nothingness is the dissolution into unity, where there is no nothingness, meaning there's no there's no condition of void of all, but there's invisibility and dissolving into uh, light, dissolving into uh, immateriality. That's a dissolution into unity. From the sixth dimension, we are capable of manipulating by thought the intelligent infinity present in each particle of light or distorted light so that we were able to clothe ourselves in a replica vis- replica visible in third density, of our mind-body-spirit complexes in sixth density. We were allowed this experiment by the council which guards this planet. So, <clears throat> by mind, uh, they can uh, make contact with what they're calling the intelligent infinity, infinity present in each particle of light. So, all of creation is vibrating love-light, or light love, all of that vibrating light love um, is an expression of intelligent infinity. It's it's the vibration of the creator. It's the vibration of the of the infinite source in uh, particular energy patterns. The the infinite source, mind source, a creative source. Uh, that expresses or is is the origin of love light light love uh, by that source the that that quality of intelligent infinity or <laughs> reality is is present in all that is and um, each particle of light light has particles photon uh, can be contacted. And by that contacting, they can create um, around their thought uh, a replica physical body, a a physical form or a thought form uh, by the by you know in a form of, of clothing their mind. <laughs> they can create that body form around their immaterial invisible consciousness and use it and project it forward to appear in third density. And the Council of Saturn allowed that, as we know. So this is magic, and um, sixth density entity can do that, obviously. And and again, it's associated with, uh, you know, an adept, a, a higher adept would be able to do that too, but not all of them are that level. And so that's related to uh, working on the spirit complex. And so that's why they're talking about wind, creative wind and fire. Um, very esoteric and far beyond our levels here. 6.8, Roz, Don is asking further about this council, and this was one of the early uh, presentations of the Council of Saturn. Ross said, this council is located in the octave or eighth dimension. 8th dimension of planet Saturn, taking its place in an area which you understand in three-dimensional, di- three third-dimensional terms as the rings. So, 
in what we perceive as the rings of Saturn, in eighth density, is the Council of Saturn. That is the administrative uh, center for the solar system, representing the Logos, the creator of the solar system. And it's pretty much a sixth, seventh, eighth dimensional uh, grouping. Uh, and they decide the major issues of um, who comes and who goes, and intervention from other groups. So while the Confederation pertains to pretty much um, second, third, fourth, well, dimensions of one through six in our solar system and six or seven associated solar systems, uh, so the Confederation is involved in helping life on planets that are in first and second and third and fourth and fifth density, sixth density maybe, one through six, the, the Council of Saturn is six, seven, eight, mainly. And so the, the Council of Saturn is local to the solar system, the Confederation is local to this sector of the galaxy, but the Elder is the Council of Saturn. And that's, um, there have been some channelings that have purported to come from the Council of Saturn, but uh, I don't think they do. Um, 6.9, are there any people such as you find on Earth on any of the other planets in the solar system? Ross saying, do you request space-time information, space-time present information, or space-time continuum information? Meaning... Do you want to know if their people have been on other planets now or in the past? 6.10. Don says both. Ra explains, at one time, one time space, in what is your past, there was a population of third density beings on a planet which dwelt within your solar system. So, this is not the only other planet of third density life in the solar system because there was Mars but this is the older one. Uh, there are various names by which this planet has been named. The vibratory sound complex most usually used by your peoples is Maldek, also called Marduk. These entities, and the Sumerians talk about that, these entities destroying their planetary sphere, which became the asteroid belt between Mars and Saturn, I believe, thus destroying their planetary sphere, thus they were forced to find room for themselves upon this third density, which is the only one in your solar system at their time-space present, which was hospitable and capable of offering the lessons necessary to decrease their mind-body-spirit distortions with respect to the Law of One. All right. What they're saying is, uh, Maldek went down uh, about 500,000 years ago. Ra later mentioned that from about 700,000 years ago, there were extensive Maldek wars. The result of that was a metaphysical or astral inner planes knot of fear, K-N-O-T. They destroyed their whole planet. And some other sources talk about Maldek as a planet of great evil. Um, obviously, there was great warfare. If you destroy your whole planet, you can be darn sure there's a lot of negativity there. And so Maldek was extreme negative, uh, but not harvestable. <laughs> That's why they blew their planet up. The harvestability was questionable. Uh, the Confederation began extensive spiritual healing of Maldek population souls about 600,000 years ago. So 700,000 years ago, they blew up their planet. 100,000 years later, some of their... Um, psychotic, not-of-fear mind conditions uh, in the inner planes of 3D, the astral planes associated with the destroyed planet, uh, some of that not-of-fear was loosened or, or lightened a bit, and Confederation did some healing. Uh, 500,000 years ago, the, the, the planet totally destroyed, I guess it was not 700,000, but they were warring for 200,000 years. And the planet destroyed itself, too. They destroyed it about 500,000 years ago, became the asteroid belt. They were then transferred to Earth, and the only bodies that were available on Earth 500,000 years ago were Bigfoot, were big uh, gorilla bodies. So 
they ended up going into um, gorilla bodies. And Ra has said that one type of Bigfoot are the souls from Maldek. And this, the only, you know, the only planet, I guess Mars as a planet wasn't available for some reason. But 500,000 years ago, uh, some of these Maldek souls were able to be transferred to Earth in into the gorilla bodies. So it's normally not the case that humans um, reincarnate in animal bodies. But if you blow up your whole planet, I guess it's possible. So if you blow up your whole planet, you may find yourself in a monkey body. Uh, so beware. Now, uh, Ra said 611, they came through the process of harvest, meaning there was some kind of planetary harvest even though they had destroyed the planet because souls that are on the inner plane still go through a harvesting. Uh, that was the last harvest for Maldek, because there was no more physical orb after that. Uh, and then they came to Earth. So they were incarnated through the process of incarnation from your higher spheres within this density, meaning from the astral plane. And Ross said this happened approximately 500,000 years ago. Uh, so this is pretty hardcore. 613, I'm going to, we can still move through some of this. Uh, Don follows up and says, is all of the Earth population here, the human population of the Earth, are all of them then originally from Maldek? Ross said, this is a new line of questioning and deserves a place of its own, which means no, they're not all from Maldek. The ones who were harvested to your sphere from the sphere known before its dissolution as other names, but to your peoples of Maldek, incarnated, many within your Earth's surface rather than upon it. So they came into animal gorilla bodies in the, in the under the surface of the planet. How about that? So they were incarnated into gorilla bodies, um, Bigfoot-type, hairy, bipedal, you know, hairy gorilla-type bodies, many within the Earth's surface, underground. The population of your planet contains many various groups harvested from other second dimension and cycled third dimension spheres. And that's a key to understanding uh, humanity and, and um, culture. You are not all one race or background of beginning. You, the experience you share is unique to this time-space continuum. So, uh, the Maldek souls, some of them, uh, ended up in hairy Bigfoot bodies incarnated in underground caverns under Earth. And that's why they are primarily an undersurface civilization. They come and they go. Very similar to um, the movie The Time Machine, H.G. Wells, the hairy creatures that were living under the Earth in the future. Very similar to Maldek. Now, as to the origin of the six billion, seven billion human souls, Ra says, no, it's not all Maldek. It isn't, actually, at all. The population of your planet contains many various groups harvested from other 2D and cycled 3D spheres. So, the humanity today consists of um, some... Uh, some first-time 3D souls, meaning 3D souls that are in their first 3D cycle, cycle of 75,000 years. They just came out of the animal kingdom, not Maldek, but they came out of normal evolution on other planets from the animal or the plant, the trees or the animal, into the human. And this is their first 3D cycle. And others are coming from cycled 3D spheres, meaning they're coming from 3D planets that have already entered fourth density, but they themselves didn't harvest. They are the slackers. They are those who couldn't polarize sufficiently to go with their planet into fourth density, and they were sent here. And Ross said that there are 10 to 15 or so different planets uh, as the origin of the 3D souls on Earth. This is not all one race or background of beginning, and that's unusual. And so this experience... Um, is unique to this time-space continuum, meaning it's unique um, for now, or now on Earth, and it's also unique in the sector of the galaxy. 
And that's one reason that many ET groups are here, positive groups, is to see how, first of all, see how their people are doing. If the 3D souls on Earth come from 10 to 15 different planets, most of which are in 3D, some of which just came into 3D, and some of which are older in third density and cycled already, then uh, some of those planets' fourth density folks, fourth density positive, uh, and maybe even 4D negative, are here watching those from their own planet who are now on Earth. And the majority of those watchers are positive, Confederation, 4D positive, you know, who would be here because they're with their some of the souls that were on their 3D planet before. Uh, but it is not a normal thing that for a planet's first cycle, this is Earth's first 3D cycle, that the composition of souls is from multiple origins, uh, some of which were positive. So, you know, it should probably be assumed that of the 3D-cycled planets uh, that were the origin of many of the souls here, mean, cycled, meaning they're already in fourth density, uh, some of them were 3D-negative, meaning some of those planets may well have gone 4D-negative, which means some of the souls here are from... Uh, planets in third density that have gone to fourth density negative, and so they're very committed to the negative path. I would assume that the most evil or negative people on Earth, the Illuminati folks, whatever they are, shapeshifters or reptilian overlorded, um, some of them may well come from 3D negative planets that have gone into fourth density negative, and they themselves were not evil enough to graduate, but they're doing their best here. So, that's a very serious matter, and um, the uh, mental problems of humanity, the collective mental distortions and dysfunction of humanity, is very much related to the fact that there are multiple planets' origins of the souls that are here today. And so people just don't get along with each other. Uh, part of it is because um, they came from different 3D planets long, long ago. And they have many different... They, they have um, very distinct differences. I mean, you know, like uh, the, 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 the white-skinned people in Finland or Norway versus the African Congo pygmies. I mean, they really look quite different and they have a different mental condition, mentality. And they probably wouldn't get along. They might, if they have a warm heart, <laughs> they would be kind and get along. But uh, they probably couldn't because most of them um, don't have a big heart. <laughs> so, meaning, uh, planet Earth is is um, is sort of the melting pot or mixing bowl or um, multiple composition uh, collective of 3D souls. And that's one of the reasons why it's so difficult for humanity to get itself together. So, um, let's see. Maybe we can we can explain this a little bit. There's some questions here about harvest and third density. Let me see. We'll just take a pause. Are there any questions from the group now? Well, it's a good question. I don't, can't really say I know for sure. You see, uh, it's a question of... Um, well, the fact that the Council of Saturn is primarily an 8th dimensional grouping, or they're in the 8th dimensional plane of, of Saturn. You know, the rings of Saturn are associated... You see, what's interesting is that the rings of Saturn are uh, what we would say gaseous you know, circular circular clouds around the planet. Uh, the more physical represents the lower dimensional. The higher altitude, further out from the core of a planet, represents the higher dimensional. Mm -hmm. So, since they're mainly 8th dimensional, and they have some beings uh, of, of 6, 7, and 8 there, they're older, or they are more evolved. Uh, 
that more evolved would mean more powerful, but you know there's no conflict. Uh, <clears throat> they're <clears throat> they're pretty much beyond the seven. They're they're all at the level of cosmic Buddhas. Okay, so it's the difference between a Buddha and a higher self. It's the difference between a, the infinite to dissolution into infinity. It's a Ra talks about themselves as, as aware of the unified self. So six density is the law of one, and the upper confederation is six density. Now there may be people, there may be groups, or not groups, but entities above the six density elder confederation that interface with the Council of Saturn, but primarily the confederation is fourth, fifth, and sixth dimensional. In sixth dimensional, <clears throat> the the awareness is of a unified self. In eighth dimension, the awareness is infinity, pure and simple, and infinity is a self, but there's no sense of any type of self whatsoever. So surely the confeder the council is older or is more evolved, mm -hmm. basically. But there's also interplay between them. Uh, obviously, as Roz explained. Well, it's a matter of what you mean by body, because uh, only it's only in late sixth density that there's a dissolution of any sense of form that's associated with consciousness or awareness. Meaning, in third and fourth and fifth and sixth density, uh, before that stage there's a, a distinction between mind and body or mind and the form in which of, of, of incarnation the form in which mind the form that mind inhabits so when you die we go into the astral body astral body is a different energy field that's invisible to our eyes but it it has um, a coalesced shape and the astral body has a shape similar to the physical body, actually. It, it changes, but the astral form, which is called astral body, is an energy field that uh, we have now. It's a subtle aspect to the physical body, actually. And so that's a body, and that's retained in 3D non-physical, after death, or in the out-of-body condition. That's also... Um, parallels in 4th and 5th and 6th density, mid-6th density, where there is some type of body form. It's light, it's energy, it's not physical, it's not biological or chemical, but there is some type of body. And that whole body-mind distinction goes all the way up into late 6th density, after which it, it ends. Yeah, it means that, you know, there is... There is some kind of vehicle of expression that that a, a being recognizes as their body, their form, in every dimension before seven. Some part of that, Roth said, they didn't really say that. Uh, they said that uh, the body, the physical body, is a creature of the mind's creation, three D. They didn't say that it's. Well, they might have said that it's um, that, that there's more interplay between mind and the physical form in fourth density. Uh, I'm not sure. I think you might be mixing some other sources there. But what you're saying is true. I don't know if Ra said that, but I think it's true that in fourth density and fifth and sixth, certainly in fourth and fifth where there is more of a body, uh, the mind can affect that body very easily and naturally and everyone looks well but the thing yeah. is there is no sickness in fourth density positive so it's not that there are body conditions there's no illness whatsoever as far as I know you see what what's unusual is to have a 3D consciousness in a 2D body <laughs> so to have a 3D mind in a late 2D a gorilla body is not normal and there may be certain psychic sensitivity 
that naturally comes from that linkage. In the same way that, you know, animals have a certain kind of psychic sensitivity, right? Like cats can look onto the astral plane. And uh, there's a certain bond between mother and baby in the animals. And they have a certain kind of uh, normal psychism that uh, some of the groups like Australian Aborigines, right? They have a certain kind of psychism, meaning spiritual power or psychic power, uh, not because of mind development, but because of the association between their body, which is kind of primitive, and their mind, which is 3D. And <clears throat> I think Maldek souls, Bigfoot guys, would have that too. Again, similar to, um, you know, the Australig uh, uh, Ab Aborigines, Australian Aborigine peoples, who have um, a lot of psychic power, but it doesn't come from training, you know, psychic training or mental development. It's, it's their natural condition. Uh, so it may be related to what their experience on Maldek was too. I don't know about that. So I just, I'm not sure about that. <laughs> but they're not, they're not very highly technological now because they have these very limiting bodies. <laughs> you can't, yeah. you can't really assemble machines if you're in a gorilla body or fine technology because certain sensitive, um, activities of the, of the hand is not possible or the eye. Yeah, Ra has actually said that that many of them have evolved so that they're not in those bodies anymore. Meaning that there are far fewer of them today than there were, uh, you know, a hundred thousand years ago. You see, the thing is that they've been around on Earth for five hundred thousand years or so in those bodies. During that time, many of them did evolve sufficiently to get out of those bodies and not be reborn into them again, and then are some portion of the human community. Meaning, <clears throat> I, I think, I forgot the numbers, but if I, on my quiz, uh, yeah, at the beginning of human civilization, 3D evolution, 75,000 years ago, uh, my sense is that there was 50% Martian, 25% native, and 25% other 3D souls. So most of the the root human population came from Mars uh, at the beginning. Since then, obviously, you can see that there are many, many more people than you know. There were how many? Twenty million, ten million? Who knows? A long, a long time ago, there were not too many. <clears throat> and most of it, half of it, was Martian. Very little of that came from the Maldek um, graduates out of the Bigfoot body. But some of them have entered the 3D cycle of Earth um, in the last 75,000 years. So, <clears throat> but yes, their influence would be not very positive. It's said that uh, some of the most evil, hei heinous, kind of uh, perverted, sick mind, evil, bad stuff has come from Maldek souls on, in 3D bodies now, you know? So, maybe, uh, you know, some of the atrocities that happen, happen in Africa, or atrocities that people, you know, that kind of very sick, sick, evil, black, bad stuff, some of that mm -hmm. comes from Maldak souls who are now in the 3D kingdom. But you can just see, I mean, <clears throat> I've talked about this many times, if you want to understand the, you know, the roots of um, human history... We have to understand the soul origins of the members of the human community. We have to understand the soul origin of the humans here on Earth. And what you see is that a significant came from a significant percentage came from planets um, that had a heart, that had a long history of war, Mars and Maldek, and then others. The other majority, the major group, came from, or maybe it's, I don't know the numbers, okay? But maybe it's about 50% from Mars and Maldek, today even, I don't know, and 50% or so from other 3D-cycled planets, meaning that they're already, the planets already went into fourth density. And so that means these souls are either warlike 
or um, spiritually dull, <laughs> spiritually mm-hmm. asleep. So some are violent and angry or have a history of violence and war in their past, and that's their karma. And the other portion are those who um, didn't use life experience for personal growth, spiritual growth, uh, from being uh, disinterested or just not, you know, not sensitive enough to using their mind. <laughs> so spiritually dull and uh, the violent. So souls came from Maldek, souls came from Mars, violent planets, or they came from all these other 3D cycled planets, which um, you know passed them by. They missed their harvest. They didn't graduate. They're repeating. You know they're held back for another semester, and um, demonstrating uh, disinterest, lack of of uh, lack of. Uh, thoughtfulness towards what's really important in their own life, which is making sense of their life and, and having a meaningful life. They're not, they're not involved in that. So from those types, uh, you know, from those two categories, uh, the violent and the apathetic or disinterested, um, we see that's what we've got with human history, and that's what you've got today. The negative uh, atop the ignorant. Okay, so that concludes the first part of session six, and next week we'll go into the second uh, part of Raw, Law of One, session six, and thank you again. Okay, take good care.